Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for being with us for this, the penultimate session on our Sermon on the Mount series, looking at this famous sermon of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 to Matthew chapter 7. And uh, really, these last two sessions, uh, me today and then Nancy next Sunday, are going to be wrapping up this Sermon on the Mount. We may well come at it in a in a in a similar kind of way, Nancy and, and myself over these next two weeks, just as we wrap things up. But this is really getting right to the end of Jesus' sermon now. We're at the end of Matthew chapter seven. And I think these words we're about to read and look at today are just a fantastic way for him to end his sermon and one that I think will really get us thinking. So let's read our passage for today with which is Matthew chapter seven from verses 24 to 27 and it says this therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice just note that please that first line therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock the rain came down the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. If you think of two houses that look exactly the same next to each other, you wouldn't have a clue what the foundations were like. You wouldn't know necessarily in good weather as you just look at these houses, whether they had good solid foundations or not. It's only when the storm comes. It's only when the rain comes down, the streams rise and, and the wind batters against these houses. That's when you know when the foundation is good or not. And when things are going well in our lives, we can so often uh, just kind of breeze through and it's okay. And actually the foundations in some ways don't matter so much, but when foundations really matter is when the wind comes and the storms come along and then our foundations are exposed. But really the point, I believe, of what Jesus is trying to say as he comes to wrap up his sermon here with his last parable here is one of his last comments. There's just two more verses to follow that Nancy will pick up on next week. But really, this is the end of his sermon. And he's saying, I don't want you just to listen to these words and do nothing. I don't want you just to hear this sermon and for you to think, oh, that's a really good sermon, Jesus. Well, what a great speaker you are and what good things you're talking about and what noble things and what godly things. That's really good. Well done. What a great sermon. And then go away and forget it or go away and don't let it change your life. Jesus is ramming the point home at the end of his sermon. I want you to listen to this sermon. I want you to have listened to everything that I've said and not just go away and do nothing, but put it into practice. And actually, if we put it into practice, if we actually apply it to our lives, if we do what he's asked us to do, what he's preached about in this sermon, then we'll be building our lives on the rock. But if we are just people that that just listen and think, well, that's, that's great. I love that. That's really good, isn't it? And then go away and forget it or go away and don't do anything about it. Then when the storms of life come along, and of course we've lived through one, haven't we? We continue to live through one. But when the storms of life come, then we're going to be exposed 
if we haven't put into practice, if we haven't let the word of God change us and apply it to our lives, if we haven't done that, then our foundations are going to be exposed. It's a challenging thought, isn't it? Let me take you back. You'll probably think, not again, Andy, but let me just take you back to just before the sermon, Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, I think it is. And uh, we talked about how how Mark in his gospel, Mark 1 verse 15, really expands it just a little bit more. But Jesus said before he starts this sermon, he's saying, repent and believe, repent, think differently, change your mind, change direction, do things differently, have a change of mind about this and then believe, put it into action. I used when I last preached about the Beatitudes, I used the example of if, if you think that giving to charity is a good idea, if you believe that giving to charity is a good thing to do, but then don't go on and give to charity, then what use is it? And I believe that's what Jesus means when he says this word believe. I, I don't want you just to listen to it and just think oh, that's a good idea. That's a good thing to do actually do something about it so change your mind repent do something about it belief put it into action or put it into practice if you like that's before the sermon starts and then here at the end of the sermon we're hearing Jesus say I don't want you just to listen to this and do nothing I want you to put it into practice we need to hear this message please don't just be one who listens to sermons don't just be one who reads your bible and then just let, let it just kind of think or, or just think that's great isn't it that's brilliant I love that that's really good noble moral stuff that's good and I believe that and I think that's a good thing kind of head knowledge and just this sense of yeah that's great isn't it but then go away and do nothing about it don't be like that because actually your foundation will be built on the sand if that's your approach so let me encourage you with this sermon on the mount as we come into land as we end over these next two weeks Please don't be one who listens and just does nothing with it. Put it into practice. So we've looked at the Beatitudes. I focused in when I spoke on the Beatitudes early on in the series about the being poor in spirit, just coming to God in an attitude of being poor in spirit and needing God and wanting to hunger and thirst for righteousness, being meek or gentle and all these these things that Jesus talks about in the Beatitudes, that's how he starts his sermon. We need to listen to those. How are we going to put those into practice? Being salt and light. The, Jesus talked about the law, about murder, adultery and divorce. How are we going to, all that Farai and Dave Oliver unpacked around that, that law and what that means. How are we going to put that into practice in our lives? How is it going to change us? How are we going to love our enemies? How are we going to give to the poor? How are we going to prioritise prayer and fasting? How are we going to look at where our treasure is? Are we serving God or are we serving money? We can't do both. How are we going to put that into practice? Don't worry, but seek first the kingdom of God and God will deal with all the things that we need. How are we going to put that into practice going forward? Not judging others, asking, seeking, knocking. What about the narrow and the wide gates that Robin talked about last week and the true and false prophets and the true and false disciples and now the wise and foolish builders? How are we going to listen to this incredible sermon of Jesus and put it into practice. Jesus doesn't want us to just hear these words and agree that they're good things to know about. He wants us to put them into practice. And if we look at a couple of other people in the Bible who understood these words of Jesus and understood what God wants us to do and how he wants us to live, think about what James says in James chapter 1 from verse 22. He says this, do not merely listen to the word 
and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in all they do. James caught something of this, didn't he? What powerful words from him. And then Paul in Philippians chapter four and verse nine, as he's rounding up his letter to the church in Philippi, he says this, whatever you've learnt or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. I've recently reread the book The Heavenly Man by Brother Yun, who was a who is an incredible man who who was is a Chinese man and, and he came to faith powerfully and he was willing to go to prison numerous times. He was a a man who was willing to literally lay his life down for the gospel. He went without food and water for days and days and just was desperate to share the gospel and see the gospel go out around China. And it's an inspiring story. It's, it first came out in the early 2000s, I think it was. And I remember reading it then, but having recently reread it, just been inspired again by his story. But here's a quote from Brother Yun. He says, you can never really know the scriptures until you're willing to be changed by them. You can never really know the scriptures until you're willing to be changed by them. That's how we really learn the word of God. That's really how we how how it changes us and molds us and 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 how we really get to know the scriptures is by putting them putting them into practice by being willing to be changed by them. It's why when we do discovery bible study we ask a question, how am I going to put this into practice? Because that's how we're really going to get to know the scriptures. That's how we're really going to build our house on the right foundation if we're willing to put them into practice. I was inspired again looking at uh, the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was a German pastor who really stood up against Hitler during the war. And uh, on April the 9th, 1945, one month before Germany surrendered, he was hanged along with six other resistors. And this is an account of a doctor who witnessed the execution of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said this, a decade later, a camp doctor who witnessed Bonhoeffer's hanging described the scene. The prisoners were taken from their cells and the verdicts of the court martial read out to them. Through the half-open door in one room of the huts, I saw Pastor Bonhoeffer, before taking off his prison garb, kneeling on the floor, praying fervently to his God. I was most deeply moved by the way this lovable man prayed, so devout and so certain that God had heard his prayer. At the place of execution, he again said a prayer and then climbed the steps to the gallows, brave and composed. His death ensued in a few seconds. In the almost 50 years that I've worked as a doctor, I have hardly ever seen a man die so entirely submissive to the will of God. Isn't that powerful? A man who was, who read the Bible, who allowed the Bible to change him, who put into practice the things that he read, who stood up against the Nazi regime, 
who was willing to die for his faith. Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote about discipleship a lot, the cost of discipleship. He was willing to put into practice what he read and what he learnt and what a powerful life he lived and what a powerful way he died for the gospel and for his beliefs. And then in preparing for today, I also read about Nelson Mandela a little bit and I'm inspired to read about Nelson Mandela. We had in Matthew chapter 6, part of this Sermon on the Mount, verses 14 and 15, we read in a a previous session, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Nelson Mandela was obviously put in prison for life, and later he would come out and lead his nation, of course, But as he was released from prison, Nelson Mandela said this, As I walked out the door towards the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. He was a man who understood that he had to forgive others. He didn't talk a lot in his life about his faith, but those closest to him said he was a man of deep faith. And I believe he knew something of that call of God to forgive one another. And as he walked out of that prison door, he knew that's what he had to do. He put his faith, he put what he read in the word of God into practice and was able to go on and do great things. I think I've told this story before, probably in the hub, but it seems to fit well today. But I remember when I was in my 20s, I was part of a church in Southampton and went along to an evening service one Sunday evening and I wasn't in a really good place and I was a bit down I can't remember why but I went in and you know the worship wasn't quite as I'd wanted it to be it didn't lift me in the way that I wanted it to lift me I wasn't kind of going with it very well and the talk wasn't really hitting it for me it wasn't what I wanted and and so I ended up leaving part way through and I went home and I felt just a real conviction of God because I'd read in the word before in Hebrews, that we shouldn't give up meeting together. I'd read in the word in Acts chapter 2 about how the community were devoted to fellowship. And I thought, I'm not putting this word of God into practice. I'm not putting, putting meeting together in a high place. I'm, I've, I gave up meeting together today. The exact opposite of what it said in the word of God in Hebrews. I wasn't devoted to fellowship like I should have been like I read in Acts chapter 2. And I prayed and I repented and I've never walked out of a service again. I try my best not to make it about me anymore, but be devoted to the community of God. You see, we've got to take the word of God and even the bits we don't like, even the bits that are tough, if we want to live on the right foundation, if we want to stand strong when the storms come along, then we've got to put into practice what the word of God says. Well done to you. You probably, if you're watching this today or this morning or whenever you're watching it, you'd probably be one who's who've kept with us. We've been aware that the numbers have gone down a bit on these online broadcasts. I just want to say, without judging anyone who stopped stopped watching or who has never watched these online broadcasts, there's many reasons why people don't. I want to, don't want to judge anyone, but I do want to say well done if you're one who's stayed the course, if you're one who's kept going and 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 still watching well done because 
you've heard the word of God about not giving up meeting together. I know we're not really meeting together like this, but we're doing what we can. You're devoted to the church. You're devoted to fellowship. Well done for staying the course. You're building your life on the rock and let's not be ones who build our life on the sand. And when the storm comes along, it gets pretty tough. So I just want to save the last words of what I'm going to say today to again to Dietrich Bonhoeffer, because he said, I think quite powerfully. One act of obedience is worth a hundred sermons. One act of obedience is worth a hundred sermons. And I found that really challenging when I found that quote in preparing for today. You know, some of us like head knowledge. Some of us live up here a little bit and we love listening. We love learning. But the challenge, if you're like that, is to ask yourself, am I just enjoying learning? Is there kind of a party going on in my head and I'm just kind of loving that and somehow not putting it into practice? Because ultimately, I think if that's you, then you run the risk of building your foundation on the sand. And that's not my words, that's the words of Jesus. Let me encourage you to hear the word of God, hear what we've talked about in the Sermon of the Mount in particular, but whatever you read in scripture, don't just read it for yourself. That's one of the things I've really been encouraging those who've been part of the eight week series going through Acts using the Discovery Bible Study model. And like I said earlier, we asked that question, how are we going to put this into practice? I'm really encouraging people that we don't just read the Bible for our own benefit. We need to do that and and we need to learn. And if you've been a Christian for a long time, please keep learning and please keep learning in a way that takes you deep into the word of God and helps you to understand the context and the geography and the occasion of what you're reading. That's, That's really important. So don't just do DBS if you've been around for a while, if you've been following Jesus for a while. But it's actually a great way to follow Jesus' command in the word of God to go and make disciples. And so I've been encouraging the people on the DBS course to put into practice what they're reading and what they're learning from the word of God. And it's really it's really encouraging to see when people get that and they understand that actually I'm not just doing this for myself, am I? I'm doing this for others as well. So we need to let this Sermon of the Mount touch us and change us and we need to put it into practice and there's probably some heart attitudes that I need to look at maybe you need to look at too but whatever you read in the word of God let's be ones that take that put it into practice and and let it affect the world around us as well God bless you thanks for listening today and may we be ones who don't just listen to sermons but we obey and we put into practice what God says. God bless.